Three, two, one. You don't climb into a T-180 to be a driver. You do it because you're driven. <laughs> that was a quote from Whew. Cars 2, directed by the <laughs> Kachowskis. And we're going to talk about that movie later. Uh, but first, <laughs> I'm Adam from Your Movie Sucks. This is Sardonicast. I'm Ralph Seppi. I'm Alex Maichi. And uh, is that an inner positive transponder? Yes. Uh, we'll get to that later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that in a bit. This is from Speed Racer, not Cars what? 2. <laughs> that was, but that Speed I'll Racer was the working out. title. Oh, okay. Yeah. I just saw Cars 3 recently. That's oh, why. you did? Was, yeah, like just yesterday. Oh, how was that? I've never managed to get through that one. Um, Really? It's not as bad as Alex? Cars 2. I'm sorry. Hold the fuck up. Alex, wait, wait, <laughs> you didn't manage to get through Cars You watch every oh, piece yeah, of I'm shit. Yeah, I'm out myself here. Like, you, I know. I've seen Cars 2 even. Animated pieces of shit is your thing. There's something about car, the Cars universe. It gets under my skin. And once you get it to It does. Planes, it's very really? distracting how it doesn't make sense. I'm shocked. Like, like yeah, who's yeah, building Alex, the cars? So. Like, you're just constantly thinking about well, that. Right? Maybe I can yeah, check yeah. out cars three just for you and pull back but man I, I i'm not asking you to i'm just saying i'm surprised <laughs> <laughs> i'm surprised too i think it's something about the it, it comes from pixar i, I don't yeah. know maybe i need to just let go of that where it's like all, all of those like early pixar concepts were like so solid and it was it was cars that kind of started that what decline if cars in my had mind. big faces on the front <laughs> it's their yeah. worst like series of movies definitely the cars yeah. movies yeah but it's, it's so just successful. it's just to sell toys wow. that seems to be the only reason they make them yeah, oh, yeah. of course the toy wow. uh, yeah. but you know toy story it's obviously so much more organic and cars it just doesn't work like they're just really forcing the concept yeah all the like puns <laughs> the car jokes uh, so it's yeah. so stupid i mean like a toy car is already in the toy story like, like toy yeah. cars already exist within that you know you don't need a universe specifically for like cars it's it's weird oh yeah, yeah we do we need a whole trilogy yeah and spin-offs and there's a little more variety with the toys yeah. there's all different kinds of toys you know cars they're just all cars except for i guess trucks and tractors and planes yeah so yeah, sounds interesting think, like, what what other like niche sort of like toy you could want to sell you could like anthropomorphize or something. I'm trying to think of that. Like, what if Pogs could talk? Well, there's all kinds of series. It was the 90s. Like that. <laughs> Brave Little Toaster. <laughs> yeah, but right. toaster kids don't buy toasters. Vegetales toy is, does it with fruits and vegetables. <laughs> yeah, there's all kinds of stuff. Yeah, that like does that. So, Ralph, you used to have Movie Pass, correct? Oh, yeah, I before movie they pass. went out of business. Well, yeah. they're coming back. Yes. What? Did you hear? They made Gotti. Yeah, well, I didn't hear this. <laughs> they made Gotti. Yeah. That's why I'm excited for them to return. Maybe they can make Gotti oh? too. It seems like it's going to be a little different when they return. Oh, how? How this so? Is a, this is an article from Vice. <laughs> so take it with a great assault. I have no... There's a couple other articles. I'm still waiting for like a, a place that I trust to cover this, but it's, there's enough covering it that it's like, okay, I guess maybe this is happening. MoviePass 2.0 wants to track your eyeballs to make sure that you watch ads. The new service is launching this summer with a <laughs> Web3 style wallet where users watch ads to earn credits for movies. So they're changing their business model where people earn credits for movies by watching ads. However, they're, the ad won't play unless you are looking at the camera on your phone. So it tracks your eyeballs to make sure that you're looking at it. Some Black Mirror wow. stuff. I know. <laughs> It's really fun. <laughs> There's probably easy ways around it. 
I mean, you could probably just like put your phone up against like a poster in your room that has a face on it and probably trick it. Yeah. But there's like a lot of like interest and money in that whole realm of technology, isn't it? Eye tracking technology to maximize ads and how to like place things on a screen to draw attention. It is like a really gross kind of cynical way of thinking about <laughs> like visual art, you know, like trying yeah. to like, figure out the scientific process behind it so you can maximize interaction. I'm all about targeted advertising. I'm not about forced watching of advertising. I feel yeah. like everything should have like an opt out for like if you want to, you know, I, I have a YouTube premium, you know, I'll pay like a little bit of money and mm-hmm. not have ads. And I'm happy about that. Uh, I think every service that displays ads should have some sort of equivalency and you can decide whether or not it's worth it for you. I don't mind getting ads for things that are more of my interest. I don't mind my user data being used to provide me with ads of products that I might actually buy instead of things that where I'm like, okay, this is just annoying. Right. So I don't, I don't care about that in that mm-hmm. sense, but like, fuck being forced to watch an ad, I hate ads so much. Yeah. I'm bothered every time I go to the cinema, every time I go to the theater, I'm like, I'm already like paying premium to sit down here and now you're forcing me to watch like yeah. upwards of half an hour of ads too. The movie ticket should the cover dark. the cost of the ads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you shouldn't have to sit through that. Yeah, when I go see like a show, like a Broadway show, they don't like play a bunch of ads for like toothpaste True. beforehand. It's really weird. Yeah. yeah trailers are ads as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Lots of ads. The movies have ads. David Fincher does a lot of product Yeah, built placement. into them. Yeah, they go to like Michael Walmart Bay. and then who goes busters. It's like crazy. Oh, that's crazy, yeah. <laughs> Part of the economy. It's, ads make everything happen, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't like them. What are, these, what are these stats? Like the average person... Let me look this up before I repeat something I heard on Reddit. Let's see. <laughs> An average person stat. Digital marketing experts estimate that most Americans are exposed to around 4,000 to 10,000 ads each day. Each day. According to Forbes in 2017, and I'm not going to read the whole article, so take that with a grain of salt. (laughs) That sounds about right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, what's an ad anymore? Is like, is a logo on a shirt an ad? Because it kind of is. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a nice pair of trainers or like an ad. Yeah. Every time you do a Google search, the top three results are ads. Notifications on your phone are ads. Yeah. Yeah, fuck. For like AMC A list, right? If you have yeah. that, you get all kinds of ads for movies, whatever. Best Buy, you get ads for shit. <laughs> so, will you? Th- now, my question to you, Ralph, is: You sounded like <laughs> eager for Movie Pass to come back. Yeah, well, because I just want Gotti too. That's that's the you only just want Gotti too. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm Fair gonna enough. watch 40 hours of ads so I can go see it for free. Can you yeah. clarify <laughs> Movie Pass making Gotti? Like what? What happened there? Did, didn't they make the first Gotti? They like produced it. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I'm almost positive. Yeah, I didn't realize yeah, they had positive. any link. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see. I love that movie. Pass produced absolutely. They produced a few films, and Gotti was one of them. You know, that's one of their. It's a bomb. Like it was terrible. Oh wow! Yeah, by <laughs> by Vertical Entertainment and Movie Pass Ventures. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. and it premiered premiered at Cannes. That's funny. Movie Pass Adventures. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> but it kind of went under the rug. I can. Why? You know, it went the. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah, but why? <laughs> Movie Pass Venture Films. There are two listed on Wikipedia. <laughs> Gaudy and American two. Animals. Yeah, ten minutes gone. That's right. Yeah, with Bruce Willis <laughs> and fr- and uh, <laughs> uh, Frank Little, um, Michael Chiklis. 
Oh dear. American Trader, The Trial of Axis Sally. Oh, that was them. That was uh, last year. That was mm. with um, Al Pacino. Have you seen that? American no. Trader, The Trial of Axis Sally? That's a long, oh, that's a mouthful hilarious. of a title though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's hilarious. It's, it, Al Pacino's in it and he plays like a lawyer in like World War II. It's like a World War II period piece. It's like really mm. cheap and bad, but it's like, American some really trial? funny parts. Yeah. Trader. American like Trader, a... The Trial of Axis Sally. Okay, I'll, I'll add it to my list. Yeah. Yeah, and there's like part like Axis Sally tries to kill someone like in a, with a pillow. Oh, and he's like, "You think this is the first time someone's tried to kill me with a pillow?" That made me laugh. Well, there's Damn. a lot of funny parts like that in the movie. <laughs> I'm like, this movie's crazy. <laughs> That's really funny. Yeah, it's got a funny poster. Al Pacino as well. has a great monologue. Mm-hmm. Uh, the The ratings are like surprisingly mixed for it. That's why I, I bring it up, and I don't know, I, like user I, I'm ratings. Being ironic and saying it's, it's got like, like a 25 yeah, yeah. meta score. Okay, so that's not that next thing. That's still a bit too high. I thought on Letterboxd was a little <laughs> high. <laughs> but yeah. like, yeah, obviously I'm being like a little sarcastic. Like, it's yeah, it's really bad. Um, <laughs> it's one of those like, I guess the term's like geezer teaser now. Yeah, it has a 2.3 on Letterboxd. That's crazy. That's, that's way too high. You know, it's like Al Pacino. It's like one of those like cheap like movies where they throw an old guy in and yeah. like, put it on video on demand. Mm. That's why Movie Pass like produced it. They like put it out. <laughs> Mr. Like Chino, first box. name like, Alpa. Movies like that. Alpa Chino has not had a great yeah. track record of as of late, um, except for like the Irishman. He's in stuff like this, but yeah, that yeah, yeah, that was the one. Uh huh. That, that was the great. hey everybody, I can still be in a movie that's not terrible movie. Uh huh. <laughs> Just let me know. Well, he's like a he has a monologue in this where he's like really acting like hard. It's like in a courtroom, mm-hmm. and, and it's like you could tell he's like really trying, but. You know, it's just the movies. Really? Like, yeah. Yeah. Wrong place, wrong time, perhaps. Oh shit! <laughs> it's just sad. It's just... <laughs> did you oh, Did you hear that? Okay. Uh, anyway, yeah, we can move on from that. Did so you hear I'm, that? Uh, a the uh, Writers Guild of America just uh, gave "Don't Look Up" best screenplay. Oh. Yeah, that was very bizarre. I I just heard. I just read that this morning. Yeah. 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 So yeah. I meant that. That's <laughs> weird because that's not the best screenplay. Like. Like but objectively, it's, but it's made for Hollywood <laughs> like, snobs. It's made. I for literally the cannot stress that enough. Oh my god! It's it's, it's not the them. best screenplay. <laughs> but it talks about real social issues, Ralph. It talks of it's a satire on regular America happening. <laughs> it, it makes me want to lower my rating, but I'm I'm not. But it makes me want to <laughs> do what you feel. I actually have money no. uh, on <laughs> some of these Oscars now because I, I do some yeah, like sports gambling every choice. once in a while. And so uh, I, I noticed that they do like these special events. I'm not going to say which website because I don't want it to sound like a promotion, but they do these special things where you could bet on the Oscars too. I'm like, oh shit, there's some really <laughs> obvious ones like Drive My Car is getting Best Foreign Language and Kanto is getting uh, Animated Feature. So I'm like, okay, I'll put a little mm-hmm. bit of money on that. But then the odds for Don't Look mm-hmm. Up are like, you get you get like a big payout. So I put like, <laughs> I put uh, $2 for Don't Look Up to win Best Picture and I'll get like 90 bucks or something if it wins. It's like, okay, well, <laughs> if I lose $2, whatever. Um, and after that Writers Guild uh, win for screenplay, I was like, okay, I'll just, I'll put 20 bucks on, uh, on Don't Look Up for screenplay. And if it wins, then I'll get like 300. But if it loses, then like whatever, I'll make it back with those other <laughs> obvious ones. Uh-huh. So you saw it? Oh yeah, I finished it yeah. too. Yeah, you fi- yeah. <laughs> it was really bad. Really, I don't. Yeah, I don't get what people like about it. I'm like, was that funny? No, like, w- no. <laughs> like what? It, it wasn't. Looks annoying. 
It looked yeah, it is annoying. It was very preachy. It was absolutely unbearable. It was like two and a half hours <laughs> like, long. Like that was better than Licorice Pizza, like in terms of the screenplay. I don't think they're going to give it to Licorice Pizza. Wait, it's it's not a better. It's long. not a better screenplay it's be- than a lot It's of better than Don't Look Up. I mean, Nightmare yeah, Alley exactly. Nightmare Alley is exactly. better than Don't Look Up. I don't think Nightmare Alley is even nominated for screenplay, is it? I don't think it is. So it, I, I think I don't, know. I think don't Look Up might have a shot because I don't think they're giving it to Licorice Pizza. <laughs> but who knows? Uh, by the time this episode's out, the Oscars will have happened, so you you can tell me whether or not I I was <laughs> correct. Yeah, Don't Look Up is like a very the only thing that you can absorb from it is its preachiness. It's it's a very unfunny, very try hard with the editing, especially. Um, yeah, it's just absolutely obnoxious and pandering, and I agree with what they're saying politically. But it's there's barely any element of satire because they're just flat out saying it's like they're just saying things to you. There's no cleverness in just how it's presented or written. Oh, yeah. And it goes on for two and a half hours and it's just the same shit over and over and over again. It's just so one note. It's so unbearable. And Jennifer Lawrence is in it and she's kind of annoying. Yeah, it seems a bit condescending at points. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. The cast is like what gets the movie any attention at all yeah basically. very star-studded from what i see yeah but they don't add anything to the movie and like leo nor dicaprio is the handsome scientist but like jennifer lawrence is the ugly scientist like what was that in the movie <laughs> it was like J- jennifer lawrence oh. is like an a-list star yeah it's just like she's not ugly like they gave her like a different haircut but like yeah it's it just doesn't make any sense <laughs> like it's, they're both next to each other it's horrendous it's like, yeah they're both gorgeous people yeah it, it's just yeah it's really it's a bad. disposable film that people might vote what, for what do you think of timothy timothy tim cham he was really annoying he was really fucking annoying <laughs> everybody I, I was know really a friend annoying. who worked on the movie like covid pas or whatever they, they kept having to tell him to put his mask on I just that's that funny, funny. He, just, he like kept taking his mask <laughs> off like when they were filming the movie or whatever that's great yeah i heard um <laughs> i just thought that was funny i heard what's his face from like whiplash uh miles teller on like whatever movie he's working uh-huh. on he like gave people covid because <laughs> he didn't follow oh, protocol yeah, yeah what, they what, had to like shut down production Oh, I don't know. Whatever movie, it's not even out yet, probably. Yeah, I think Top Gun was done by then. God, COVID yeah. production must have been miserable. <laughs> you yeah. imagine, like it hits right. I in mean, the uh, of, like, I think the Dear Evan Hansen movie. I think that like affected that production. I believe like the director said, like you know, everyone did the best. You know, during the the pandemic, mm-hmm. yeah. Film, you know, it's, it's like one of those kind of statements. It's really interesting and weird, <laughs> just how much everything's changed, the film landscape and everything. And also, like, expectations for, like, box office. Now it's, like, harder to find out how well a movie did financially because everything's just streaming money anyway, which they mm-hmm. don't, like, report box mm-hmm. office numbers for. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, from the Hollywood Reporter. The Hollywood Reporter. This is the headline. Dear Evan Hansen, director says, the pandemic took terrible toll on all of us. <sighs> so that's why the movie was bad. List. speaking of streaming service movies we all watched the new pixar film it was called Mm. turning red right something i enjoyed oh yeah but you're not canadian or furry (laughs) yeah i'm not a fan of anime or whatever (laughs) yeah you enjoyed it tell me tell me about that yeah well i like kung fu panda yeah Oh, oh yeah. 
Uh, what'd you guys think of it? Uh, I liked it. Does anyone want to say what it's about? Like briefly, just like. Really uh briefly. yeah, sure. So um, just... a uh. We'll say spoilers after. <laughs> sure, a thirteen-year-old girl um who is Canadian and lives in Toronto. Uh, she turns into a panda because of some uh curse from her uh <laughs> from her heritage that was making her turn into a panda when she gets excited. And then she has to learn to control it. Um, and therein lies the conflict of the film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice, yeah. That's it. Yeah. Spoilers. Uh, yeah. yeah spoiler time. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, um, it was I have cute. issues. I ma- mainly felt from like my issues with it were like, it's a little too long. Could have been like 10 minutes shorter. Uh-huh. I felt. Hmm. Yeah, I'm doing uh, that. Really? Okay. That was my only gripe. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. it's, just, it's a little too long, like especially toward the end. I felt it started to drag. For how like low stakes the story is, like largely, sure. I, I'm with you on that. Just, just, yeah. just five ten minutes. I feel like because otherwise, th- this right. wasn't like a Luca it for me. Where would have been perfect. Yeah. yeah, like I found Luca like to kind of drag. If we're talking about mm-hmm. recent kind of Pixar output, and it's it was even kind of similar in terms of like the supernatural element of like having something to hide being like a big part of the story but yeah just the framing here i felt like worked a lot better i way preferred the the central conflict and arc of the main character and just the way that was explored it's creative mm-hmm. and fun for me just a slightly new tweak on the their style of presentation i do i almost want it like turned up a bit more like leaning into the cartoony nature whereas uh-huh. There is kind of like a, a sense of grounded realism to a lot of their previous movies where they're like concerned with like the actual physics of everything, mm-hmm. like the way Wally like goes over a rock, like looks like accurate and everything. But here the, there's like a scene towards the end where she's like bounding over rooftops and they're really getting creative with the way they frame it and the storyboarding of it. And I was like, yeah, more of this. I just want to see them go absolutely mental with their, their creativity and not hold back in any way. It just yeah. as a, just as a way to like reinvent Pixar a little bit. Cause yeah. We've been pretty critical of the some of their recent output. I didn't like Onward either, but this is more. It was. It reminded me more of like one of the lower stakes, like Miyazaki movies, like a Ponyo or something. Where yeah, you know the kid main characters. It's it's whimsical. It's fun. It's the tone is consistent. It's the story kind of escalates quite nicely. It doesn't stay kind of repetitive like structurally for me. They keep like having new cards to play, new new things to reveal, new places to take it. And it's it's fairly just kind of nice and humorous and enjoyable for its runtime. I, I liked it. Yeah, I thought it was decent. I will agree that it uh, it's probably the most like intentionally stylized uh, Pixar movie in terms of like breaking away from their usual uh, look. And a mm-hmm. lot of people made comments and I guess even criticisms on like the character design or like um their faces in terms of like how they're shown emoting some people were like oh this is like a grub how bad or whatever i didn't think it was like that bad uh, for that i did feel like maybe perhaps its intentional quirkiness was annoying <laughs> at points but um yeah. what stuck out to me more stylistically than the character design was like the backgrounds like it was all very it was like ki- kind of like cotton candy colors if that makes sense like very light mm-hmm. undersaturated like pinkish bluish and i i don't know if people think that's what toronto looks like but as someone who's been there it's you know it's it's less visually interesting than that like this, it's this is very clearly a stylistic choice for the film and it's cool i like i like that there is a different color palette to it and it almost like a different texture to things as well. It keeps it a bit uh, fresh for me. 
Yeah, it looks great. I really like the the shots in like the first part of the movie, especially in like the high school. So mm-hmm. I like creativity with that. What do you think of the boy bands? Like that whole element of the movie with the boy band. <laughs> I mean, that was fun. Um, what, yeah. What's what's funny it about it is like it was quite self aware about it. That's like the only thing that makes it, or or at least perceives uh, the film would perceive to be like making it a necessity for being set in what what was it the early two thousands. Or like, yeah, it was yeah. like 2003 or something. Yeah. Like, if you take yeah. the boy band element out of it, then it could be said any time, really. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, even that, like, I, I would be perfectly willing to believe, like, oh, yeah, in this, you know, universe, there's boy band, you know. Yeah, K-pop's popular that's right, right now. It, this is a, a period band. piece, too. Yeah, that's what's weird about <laughs> it. It's like mm-hmm. it's just it feels but, like it doesn't you know, just like be. a decade or so. Yeah. Yeah. Not too far. So bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe um what's funny yeah, so that 2000s. dome at yeah. the uh the end that where the mm-hmm. uh fight scene takes place. Um so there's this thing in Canada where like we have three major telecom companies, just phone ISP providers or whatever. Um and they keep buying up all of these uh like public venues. Um, so like a science world will turn into like TELUS world of science just so they can have their name on it because they have way more money than they need to do with because we're overcharged Mm -hmm. per capita higher than any other country on the planet for, uh, internet service and, uh, phone service. Um, really? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's awful. That sucks. Um, yeah, they, they get away with it. But anyway, uh, what's funny is like, they call it the, uh, the sky dome in the film. And uh, currently, it's called the, I think, like, Rogers Skydome or Rogers Center or something. And I think back when the film was set, like, early 2000s, it wouldn't have had the Rogers name on it. I think it was called the Skydome or something. So maybe, perhaps, uh, the benefit of them setting it in the early 2000s means they don't have to, like, have branding for it to be, like, accurate, in a sense. Not saying that that is the Mm -hmm. reason why they did it, but maybe that's just, like, an added benefit to it. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't nail down the main reason for that setting. At first, I thought it was something to do with avoiding mobile phones being a big part of the story, but they still <laughs> that still comes into play either way. So it's just kind of an interesting. Yeah, maybe time it's just period, an aesthetic. Maybe just the writer. Yeah. Maybe the director and writer. D- yeah, Domi Domi Shi. Domi Shi. Uh, maybe yeah, maybe she just uh really loved the aesthetic of it and uh maybe they just gave her a lot of uh, or a decent amount of like uh, creative freedom with what she could do and what type of story she wanted to tell because yeah she did uh yeah she did bow which was that short that a lot of people really loved yeah yeah um, yeah i like that one yeah yeah mm-hmm. so that was yeah. great it's one of my favorite shorts of them from from them recently mm-hmm. yeah i thought the movie was decent i wish it was just shorter <laughs> That's yeah, it. my criticisms with the film are not really with the length. It was just kind of like there are parts that were really annoying. <laughs> just yeah, like... they could have just cut those parts out. Right? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. yeah what part of it was did you find annoying then? It was the presentation, the voice well, acting. Well, I mean, the... there's there's parts of it that the, feels kind of like try hard. With a, a little bit being annoying. Where they're where they're kind of like leaning way too into like, oh, we're we're trying to be like the Mitchells versus the machines or whatever, but they're like not doing yeah, it. Of that Even Mitchells and the, the machines was like kind of cringe at points with how much they were trying to be like, Oh, meme humor or whatever. But like this film just felt like a, it, it didn't nail it quite as well. 
and it was you could see the effort more than you could see the result in some scenes because I, I i see what you're trying to do and that kind of just makes it feel more embarrassing yeah i i didn't really find it that funny um overall i thought the the, the, the most humorous aspect to me was the the family dynamics and bringing in the whole like matriarchal aspect and like the whole family and seeing that and them all having their own like customer coon and all that that kind of stuff was funny to me but the moment to moment kind of jokes in the school and kind of the the intense craziness of like the 13 year olds like screaming and beatboxing and stuff that's not really <laughs> that's not really what i'm tuning in for yeah. it's it's fine it's okay i actually found uh, mitchell and the machines kind of slightly more irritating um, yeah but with with that being said, it, the first couple minutes of this movie, I wasn't sure if I was even going to be able to hack it. I was like, "Oh my god, this is like it so is pretty aggressive." The whole, at the the whole movie, <laughs> yeah, um, it, it's cool. Um, once you understand the whole movie is not going to be like that, but it's like, "Oh god," I was scared that, that if the whole run hour and forty minutes was of that kind of intensity, I'm not sure if it would work for me. But it, yeah. it does cool off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would get old if it was it was all like that. I didn't mind that part of the movie though. Kind of mm-hmm. separates it from like every other Pixar movie. Like you said, it's not like the same shit right off the bat. Yeah, uh, the emotional stuff I guess is fine. Um, that felt a little more conventional. Wasn't a big fan of like the the scene like uh, what is it in the the kid's birthday party or whatever. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Just like the presentation. I like <laughs> some of the aspects of the plot that led there. I like that they decided to just capitalize off of it. And and use it to get money. I, f- I find that pretty amusing. You know, there's direction yeah. to the story that I like. Yeah, that was yeah, that part was fun. I like the dad's speech as well to her when she when he finds like the camcorder or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, there's some good yeah, characters. That was, a, that was a good part of the in movie. this film. Yeah, I thought the dad was good. Yeah. Yeah, I was glad for that because at first the dad's just like a joke, you know, for like the first half of the movie or whatever. He, mm-hmm. He's the he's the the punchline for a lot of it because the whole movie is about family. It's about more so the kind of helicopter parent mother, the oppressive mother. Yeah. But the dad does play an important role, and he gets a he gets a good scene in there to kind of give him a bit of texture, mm-hmm. even though he's he's mostly a joke character. Yeah, and I, I like that even with the mom character, and you know, there's tiny things that they do in the film that permit prevent me from just like hating her. You know, there's there's part parts where it's pretty obvious, like okay. She's being completely irrational and just like, you shouldn't do this as a parent, but she's doing it out of love. It's just like a really misguided force and energy, you know? Yeah, they give it a background. Yeah, they place enough in the, the film where it's like, okay, this is this is something that you can empathize with and understand in a, on a character level. Mm-hmm. I loved all the Canadian uh, currency being thrown around, the loonies mm-hmm. and toonies. Oh. Yeah crazy <laughs> crazy weird bills another aspect of the humor i actually liked was the uh the facial expressions going yeah. back into that leaning into the cartoony side of it there was something genuinely funny just just purely like oh we we're talking about like uh spongebob recently the spongebob movie and like the psychic pebble stuff but a good like funny close-up is in animation always tickles me there's some good ones in this movie mm-hmm. just like yeah looking at the poster right now i i it looks almost kind of like ghibli-esque now that you mention it just yeah like that expression they were even. trying to go for that with um luca too a little bit but i just feel like all the element the, the disparate elements of that movie didn't come together quite as well quite as naturally there was a uh the, what was it there was like yeah right at the very end 
they have a voiceover line that I just I could not stand. We all have a mm. messy part of ourself. Some of us never let it out. How about you? I'm like, ugh. I can't. It, like at yeah. that point where it's just like, wait, is this like is this a PSA? Like I I guess it can be, but like don't do it so explicitly at the end. Mm. I don't know. Quite corny. Makes yeah. it seem like it's aimed like pretty young. Yeah. She clearly is. Yeah. That line's for the kids. I like what it was doing conceptually. It's kind of cute at points. Now, I know the whole like gimmick of her turning into a panda kind of counts, but I was just happy there wasn't like a little sidekick they could, you know. True. Just there with the main character the whole time. A cat. True. Or a, an annoying sidekick. Cause, like the, the main characters were a group of friends, which was kind of new for them. Yeah. And just that early 2000s setting, like just in a high school, 13-year-olds, it, that is actually kind of new for them. There isn't really a... It is more grounded. It's mm-hmm. what we we were saying around the time of uh, Onward and whatnot coming out. Where I just want to see them just play in the in the realism space. Just just once or twice. I just want to see what they do with that. You know, just give me one. Um, and th- this is maybe the closest we've come to that. True. So far, but... Yeah, this is one of the more realistic ones. Just focusing on humans mostly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was fine. Yeah. I'm not in love with it. Yeah. I like that it I like that it was, you know, like a metaphor for puberty. And also like yeah, yeah that, that, that there's this is the most different that a Pixar film has been. There's so many things about it where I'm like I wouldn't have expected that in a Pixar film. Where they like they actually mm. show pads. I'm like, "Oh, this is kind of Yeah, like, that's, yeah this almost seems like for a higher from, age group yeah. in a way. I thought it was a little yeah. more subtle at first with just like the title or whatever, but I'm like, oh yeah, that's clearly mm-hmm. what they're going yeah, for. Yeah, I thought it's it was like just going to stay with the title. I mean, everything's red in the movie, right? You mentioned the red and pink production design and colors and mm. yeah, that's all intentional. Red Panda, yeah, is you know, but that works for the movie. It, it reminded me the most, if any other Pixar movie, reminded me the most of Inside Out. It felt mm. very similar to that. Um, and, and yeah, it's just like a, a kid like growing up that kind of thing, or she's coming into her womanhood, I guess. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I got yeah. all those themes out of it. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Well, I, I'm, I'm kind of with you. I just saw like a lot of the humor was like, not that funny. <laughs> there, there are parts that I, I wasn't th- a fan th- of like the dance sequences, like when they're dancing around, like whatever. I'm like, this could just cut out or whatever. Some yeah, of them, I mean, some of those, I like felt... certain ones I could point to not, not all, not every single one, you know, there's some that are like crucial, like when they're hanging out, like with the camcorder, and they like record that like that's a part of the story later like okay mm. that's fine yeah this it's, it's like a bit gratuitous in some parts that's <laughs> so it, it could be cut down this movie yeah um and they, they probably would have been much better yeah uh, i like a lot of other um pixar movies i've seen recently more i think coco's better i think soul is better i might like luca a little more just because i like the setting Mm. Mamma mia! Yeah, the the it's Mama mia. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Even though you're right, it integrates like the whole red panda element into the story much better, and like how it integrates like puberty into that, and yeah, all that is a little better incorporated than just like mm-hmm. throwing mermaids or whatever the hell into Luca. <laughs> but <laughs> you wanted a motorbike, didn't he? That was his motivation. Yeah, Luca didn't really overstay its welcome for me, whereas this kind of did. Mm. It's like really trying to get you with like that ending. I, I think the ending kind of drags that like third act. It's, it's this like constant fighting with the red panda and like the the boy band singing. Like like everyone comes in at the end yeah. to fight the the mom panda that's, or whatever. That's <laughs> yeah. where I would kind of start falling off. Was the the end section of that? Interesting. Scene. I was 
I was enjoying the ending part more than the beginning. I thought I thought it was kind of. Oh, fun. I thought the beginning yeah, yeah. was much better. Yeah. No, that that yeah. had much more of a like a unique style to me than the ending. That it com- it could be it became kind of conventional, and yeah, it just went on too long. I liked seeing the build up to that. I like you know I, I I thought that where they went with it was like pretty satisfying. I'm glad that it turned into this like crazy kaiju thing. Yeah, that part <laughs> was fun. Yeah, when the when the mom first comes out, that's great. Like, yeah, that's a very funny reveal. Um, but then yeah, it just goes on too long. <laughs> it just goes on for like fucking fifteen minutes. I thought, if at least it feels like it, maybe a little less. Well, I like I like that the uh, the other family members join in too. Yeah, that everyone becomes red pandas. Yeah, that's what yeah. I mean. Like everyone comes in, which like which friends, is funny because it almost like yeah, when it, the boy band starts. What's funny about it is it kind of makes the whole ritual uh, pointless if they can just turn into like yeah. Is it well? That too. It, it's so you're not really locking it away forever if you can just break it open again and it, you can have it back. You're just making it so that yeah. you have more control over exactly when you do it. Really, mm-hmm. but yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, there, there. I didn't find most of the movie to be like funny. I found that most of the jokes, I was like, eh, not really for me. Um, I did, I did find it pretty funny when she stun locked her mom by twerking at her. I thought that was funny, <laughs> just because actually, like, ah, what are you yeah, doing? I was surprised by that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah she, she beats. That's how the the final conflict is is won yeah, over. Keep her in the twerking. circle. Yeah. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Uh, this is who I am, Mom. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it. I think it communicates what it's trying to pretty well. Yeah, in a inoffensive movie, wasn't blown away by it. Yeah, I guess uh, five out of ten, closer to a six than a four. Ludwig Göransson composed the score, so that was yeah. I like the score. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. Th- there was some interesting stuff in there. Yeah, a lot of interesting little some electronic in stuff in there. Yeah, yeah I, I like the movie. I liked it more than you, Adam. <laughs> Yeah, I give it a six out of ten. Yeah, so I like it more than you. I, I'm surprised you rated it so well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wasn't captivated by it the whole time. It was just, yeah. it was inoffensive. Yeah, it's inoffensive. Yeah, dealt with the yeah. subject matter pretty well. I thought. Yeah, it was solid. I, I give it the same as you, a three star. Um, there were points where I was enjoying it, kind of at the level of like three and a half or seven out of ten, but just overall, just with that length, with how it, it's very clearly a family movie first and foremost. Mm-hmm. It's so there mm-hmm. are certain caveats you have to you have to give it, but I can't really recommend it like I would some of the like favorite Pixar movies or anything. Just with the premise, the way they execute on it, it's solid. I like it. I'd, I'd happily sit through it again one day, not anytime soon, but yeah, again maybe would. one day. How yeah, would you compare solid. it to the Good Dinosaur? Uh, <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> the, I, this five times they shouldn't they that. shouldn't be compared. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, say I always forget and, about that one. Whenever yeah, you bring that movie good up, good dinosaur cars too. Yeah, those are the worst. Yeah, I'd say like, cars too as well. Yeah, <laughs> what a dull, dull, dull movie. Yeah, <laughs> it's better than that. Yeah, yeah, much better. You want to move on to the movie recommendation? Yes. I guess. I guess it's time, Adam. It's your turn. It's so uh, introduce. There's uh, okay. The uh, there's a very <laughs> there's a movie. By the Kachowskis, and I'm going to keep saying it <laughs> that way. <laughs> um, and uh, it's based off of an anime called Speed Racer, and it's a movie that they made called Speed Racer. The main character's name is Speed Racer, which I was not expecting 
because I guess I've never seen the anime. <laughs> yeah. I had no idea it was a first name speed, last name racer <laughs> scenario. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that either. Yeah, this uh, little boy loves racing, and parents are like, "How? Why is he so into cars?" As if they didn't name him that. And it's a very, <laughs> um, very overstimulating film uh, that feels more like a video game than an anime. What did you think? Overstimulating, yeah, God, that is the word for it. <laughs> holy, holy God. Um, yeah, just a really strange movie all around. Why is it two hours, 15 minutes long? Yeah. And why did they decide to try and pull this off in 2008? Those are like my two big things. Because it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a live action adaptation of a cartoon from the 60s. I'm just like, I was so confused why they didn't, well, I, 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 I can understand why it's not animated, but it's like, even the same movie, if all the shots were the same, but it was just like good 2D animation or something, I think it would be okay. I think I'd be fine with it. I think it'd be funnier. I think what they were trying to do would work better. But there's something really lost in translation and trying to put forward this like green screen. It looks like the amazing bulk sometimes, or like, I, I noticed the director of photography is the same as the Star Wars prequels, which oh. was like, oh, that, that, that that's a lot of green like, screen. Has, <laughs> yeah, especially for like the, the dialogue scenes, which is like, oh my God, the green screens <laughs> everywhere. It looks so fake, these backgrounds and the just the general quality of the CG. I feel like it, it looks like 2008. CG. We weren't quite at that point yet where everything like looked photorealistic with the metal and the reflections and everything. And it's it's definitely not going for realism, but like it's still a live action cartoon with these just ridiculous race scenes. Uh, with the mm-hmm. it just turns into a, an insane cartoon where everything's spinning around and they're just rubbery CG anyway. So I'm just kind of confused what the what the inception starting like inspiration point was for this, especially with how long it, t- it wound up being well, like a speed yeah. racer movie that's over two hours. What, what are you talking about? <laughs> Isn't each episode like 20 minutes? The Wachowskis were never shy about their love for anime. So what I think this is, is they're riding off of the success of the matrix and they could just get yep. money to fund whatever they wanted. And they're like, yeah, let's do speed racer. <laughs> and the studio is like, Okay, you've successful Matrix people, and then it happened. <laughs> yeah, because well, the anime influence is one of the great things about the Matrix. How yeah. they did manage to adapt that kind of storytelling into live action, into like a big blockbuster. But this is like going backwards from that point, yeah. like trying to directly adapt to a cartoon that from the get go, like is, is Speed Racer like a Godzilla tier franchise that has a huge van- fan base <laughs> that are like pining for more entries of like new stuff? Like, I don't know how even in like 2008, was Speed Racer like a big pull? It's like, man, the only link is the kind of anime thing. I saw it when it came out, it was just marketed as a family movie, I think, which is even stranger. Like, do you think it has like a family appeal? Because I was reading that too, that they they kind of assigned it and built it to be a family experience. Well, yeah, with like the colors and, you know, there's like the kid character and the monkey that are thrown in like a lot in the film. I would say they're quite distracting and they take up a lot of runtime. That's why the movie is two hours, like over two hours. There's so many characters in this film, like so much shit going on. Yeah. And yeah, like these these hyper edited race sequences that go on for way too long as well. 
and yeah, there's just so like much a motion lot going on in this film. Yeah, I don't remember anything about it from when I saw it, like when it first came out back in was it 2008, right? Yeah, I don't remember anything about it from okay. when I saw it two days ago. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> yeah, well, because there's just so much plot. I remember it being very colorful and like having these crazy scenes, but I don't remember like the story or anything of course. about like because it's very um you know bland and whatever. Yeah, it's very formulaic. In terms of just yeah, the look of the movie, I don't know. It looked like worse than like the Phantom Menace or Attack the Clones or something like that. It looked really cheap, and um, I guess the, it's trying to go for an anime. I guess that's what I was thought, thinking also, but the, it doesn't feel like an anime. And I, I just I was I was thinking more so the performances. I guess don't feel like they were influenced by anime. It didn't feel like the actors had seen anime or were in love with it. And I kept thinking of the film X, which just came out recently. And it's that's like a it's like a satire in, in a way of like horror slasher films. But it felt like the crew and the cast had seen movies like that. Mm. And they were like really mm. mimicking that joke. really yeah, well. Yeah. yeah, like the actors did a good job of mimicking that kind of like how those characters would act and that kind of thing. And like how much does John Goodman know about acting? Or uh, not not acting. <laughs> Sorry, say he knows a lot about acting. Correct. I would say it again. How much does John Goodman know about anime? Like not yeah. much, I don't think. I don't think he's seen a lot. And there's a lot of performances in this film that feel very confused uh in that way they just don't like feel like anime characters they just feel like bad performances that's how i thought of it. it's just it was bad acting anyway it's bad acting all around yeah i think some some actors did better than others like for me the movie actually picked up a little bit once the mustache twirling um yeah british villain played by roger allen shows up he he kills it he's he's awesome in this movie he's just so ridiculous and over the top um i'm, I'm a fan of that guy he's a really good character actor um yeah. i think like i first saw him in the thick guy? of it like i don't even know who he was just the guy who like gets, well yeah there's this whole yeah, like, like corporate company, espionage thing going on yeah. and like oh, manipulating so into contracts and yeah, it's it's weird considering it's yeah. If it wants to go for the family appeal, why do they not try and simplify it into a, a Cars Three kind of story where it is just a simple race? There's like a simple conflict is for families. This is Speed Racer. What? Why does it need to go into like this like well this commentary on on the nature of like money and power? And it's like it's a bit much for a, for a Speed Racer movie because it is again it's like two hours fifteen minutes long. It's, <laughs> it, it it doesn't match up to me if the main hook is like it's races it's these silly races then yeah just do do more of like a there's a kind of a fun anime movie about like racing called uh, mad max called? fury road <laughs> <laughs> no no it's called like frontline speed line or something oh i only just remember exactly what you're talking fuck, about the fuck's it called Redline. Redline, yeah, Redline, yeah. where it's kind of that, kind of everything I'd want from like the concept of this movie, where it is like a stupid, over-the-top anime plot, where it's like uh, it's like a sci-fi tinge of these silly cars and this dumb, over-the-top, like just ridiculous world with over-animated, really fun race scenes. Yeah, but, and the whole appeal is the is the mo the two D animation being like flexed in action scenes, basically in race scenes, and they just when you convert that to live action in this way, it's it's too much. Yeah, quote unquote, it's, there's, there's flashes every now and again. In a couple of the races, there were like a couple points I I rewound because I was like, that, that's kind of visually interesting. That that's wacky, but Matt, for the most part, 
it's, it's kind of a miss. <laughs> I think this film mm-hmm. was a uh, social experiment to see how much stimulation a person can handle in a th- theater environment. <laughs> yeah, we need that eye tracker. <laughs> we were all the there, guinea man. pigs. Yeah. Yeah. It was probably released in 3D, too. It was like 2008, right? Like, yeah. That was like right yeah. when the I think that's is... the appeal for kids, too. I feel like it's made for like sh- kids who are hopped up on sugar. Like it's for yeah. fucking, like, kids who have <laughs> like, feels, can really yeah. handle that kind of like editing. Like every second there's a cut and like these hyper frantic race sequences. Maybe kids like that. I don't know. I, I feel like the Wachowskis really get a lot of leeway in Hollywood because they directed the Matrix. Mm-hmm. And like this is just like one where like, yeah, it's like, why would anyone make a two and a half hour long speed racer movie when it's just there's nothing <laughs> going on in this fucking movie? There's so many scenes of just like shot reverse shot fucking exposition dialogue it's so fucking boring there's so many characters and like stuff you got to keep track of the stuff with the brother wasn't interesting like the stuff with racer x wasn't interesting that, yeah that was hilarious to me what the fuck <laughs> yeah. the whole surgery like, reveal was like one of the comedy and, like, racer things racer x just shows up at me. their house like at some point like what? What the fuck was that? <laughs> like, yeah, it just shows up. Yeah, it's like we don't know how to insert this character in the movie. Yeah, it's so silly. Like it's the only way I could interpret that end reveal with the the surgery thing. Where it's so, oh yeah, this is like a punchline. This is hilarious. Yeah, like that's yeah. <laughs> like playing yeah, with this fact. Yeah. yeah, it's just so mm-hmm. stupid. But that was uh-huh. like something I was like, okay. Right, I'll give you half the stuff. That that's pretty funny. So the reason <laughs> I brought up uh, Mad Max Fury Road is. Because I, I mean, like that's a that's a film where it doesn't really dick around what it's trying to be. It's it, you, what you remember from yeah. that film is going to be the action set pieces, and that makes up like the bulk of the film. That's it doesn't waste a whole lot of time in between. It's a much better movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know, like this. Even if you know, even even though the action set pieces in this film aren't as great, it would still be an improved film if that's if that's just <laughs> what it was instead of like a lot of boring nonsense story dialogue in between like that really <laughs> really drags it down if it was just yeah, this yeah, weird acid trip overstimulating thing then i feel it yeah. would at least be doing a better job at what it's trying to market itself as and what the experience that it's claiming to give people mad max fury road like that's really uh they use real cars in that and like yeah. real environments <laughs> yeah this movie looks like shit like all the cgi car chases <laughs> look terrible it looked like so dated yeah 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 you can't yeah. get into it it's so distractingly like rubbery yeah. and cartoony it, maybe at the time it would have been cool i guess because there's a lot of lights light effects and mm-hmm. reflections on the cars i don't like, know if are, it ever looked cool at cool. times <laughs> no <laughs> but not really i, I like, think that the like I'm going to keep using this word. I think that the overstimulating (laughs) nature might have been appealing to people as kind of like a, like, oh, I wonder if what this would be like to see an entire movie that's this fucking It's trying to capture the tone of that show, too, which I've never seen, but yeah. Yeah, I I don't feel like, well, the the, the crazy-ass transitions that exist in this movie, I don't think, like, I don't (laughs) think those are from the show. I think there's a lot of liberty that they took with this film in terms of wh- how they're presenting it, I don't think a lot of that's captured in the, in the show. I've seen some clips from uh-huh. the show. I, I haven't seen the whole thing or anything. I, I haven't seen. Like, I definitely a full felt episode. it was trying to be anime esque in the way. It wasn't done well. I'm not saying it was well done, but it was definitely in there somewhat. Uh, even Turning Red incorporated anime into it somewhat. I was reading how the director, uh, you know, was influenced by anime. Well, like, yeah, yeah but that. 
but the you know. the times where I feel like there was an anime influence in this film, it felt like modern anime, which like Speed Racers, like what from the sixties or some shit. Like they sure. they didn't do a lot of those like crazy like whoosh sweeping like camera move. Like it wasn't as crazy in terms of like style back then. Are are the Wachowskis like big fans of Speed Racer? Is they would I would hope thing? so. I'm just not. I just, I think yeah, they were yeah, just trying to do a right? new thing with it. I see. Yeah, sure. I assumed that this was some kind of passion project. So, just again, I don't see why Speed Racer would be the the the, the anime you'd go to try and breach into like a broader audience. I, apart right. from like the whole appeal of the cars and the racing aspect, but yes, yeah, it's, it's really confusing. Uh-huh. The Matrix is much better than this. Yeah, very yeah. confusing <laughs> why they'd make this. Just see, yeah, just a yeah. little. It doesn't feel like the same directors. It's such a weird movie. Because, like, not only why would you make this, but why would you make this this long? That's the biggest question. Mm. Yeah. Make this movie. Don't make it two hours and 15 minutes. What the fuck? That's, like, so unnecessary. Yeah. Once that out, the, the, by the hour long point, it feels like you're kind of winding up to a conclusion, but that's just, that's just the beginning, pretty much. You're just getting into it. Yeah. So. And then you're like, oh, there's, there's more races. You still got to do this. Yeah, that's that's another thing. It's like there's not much that room. It's not like the property like deserves this huge like expansive runtime to explore all the deep ideas that Speed Racer yeah. like, was playing with. It's fucking. It's like Death Race. It goes exactly. so ridiculous. They're like dueling with like robot arms that protrude out of the middle of the wheels of their cars. It's like ridiculous, and I'm okay with that. I I like silly, goofy, over the top movies like Ricky O's or whatever, but. It has to all feed into itself. It, it, it can't be that runtime and maintain mm-hmm. with like the, the stakes being that way. Like you're not actually really engaged in the story or the characters that much. It's more the visuals and the humor. And that is exhausting. I'm exhausted after 10 minutes, if I'm being real. Um, <laughs> yeah. With the style and the presentation. Yeah. It's like, it is visually it, fucking it's exhausting. It's draining. <laughs> it, is, it is such an exhausting experience. Yeah, I I had some friends watching that suffered through with me. I was I kind of felt bad <laughs> that I put it on by the end of it. I was like, All right. they were they were expecting it to be over by now, and <laughs> it's still going. Yeah. Hmm. Um. Yeah, I was I was wondering if it, if this movie was released now, if it would fare better because I kept thinking about like Elite Battle Angel, right? It's kind of some similarities. It's like adapting like an anime, trying to falling into like similar pitfalls of like that kind of like crazy action. I was reminded of Spy Kids a bunch with this. I think, but with... yeah, the CG is slightly better now. So with Alita, they can do the action and actually pull it off. Whatever. Yeah, I think with today's effects, it would look a bit better. Yeah, everything just has this weird sort of like jello toy car feel to it and it's like eh. and this there's like something off about the fit well of, your brain knows like vehicles moving at that speed it just looks incorrect yeah the, the, the motion of it the, mm-hmm. yeah, which which just wouldn't be a problem if it was like even cg animated if it was like a shiny cg animated goofy stylized animated movie i, I would just be much more into it yeah red line looks a lot better than this i like that animation style it's kind of unique yeah, and even Redline, it like peaks in the first race. So like, yeah, it's just not you know, it's not that inherently interesting. I, this whole I like how one of the characters' names was Spritle. It was like a if you if you yeah, if you took Squirtle the, and the kid, had right? him branded by the Coca Cola bottling company or some shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, what a weird name. Like that, that kid was a kind of an annoying performance. Yeah, I think he was in the Cat in the Hat movie. 
Oh, was oh, he? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I, think I was, was thinking about that movie as well. Was, oh, yeah, yeah that's another Fanning's kind of like brother. it's trying yeah. to capture a yeah. like cartoonish crazy like, children's book tone. Right, that movie's yeah. I think a little more annoying than this one. Oh, much more yeah. annoying than this yeah. one. That yeah, that movie's terrifying. Movie. That movie's like Uncanny yeah. Valley nightmare fuel. Yeah, my my yeah, uh-huh. it's horrible. It's what's funny is like yeah, both of these films. It's like they're so exaggerated with like the the visual presentation. With the excuse being, oh, we're just trying to capture this other thing. But the the other thing, the, the original property was never that over-exaggerated with, like, <laughs> yeah. its presentation. Like, especially the colors. Like, in this film, they're, like, so aggressively oversaturated. Like, even it, ignore all the CG. Mm-hmm. Just, like, a simple shot, like, in their kitchen. It's like, why is the color grading so fucking oversaturated? It's, ag- like, it's, it's so aggressive. It's irritating to look at. It's like, ow. My eyes. <laughs> yeah, the well, colors yes. are annoying. <laughs> it's too much. Too many colors. It's all and it has no purpose to it. It's just constant different colors for no reason in the movie. Yeah. All different kinds of like crazy lighting. Yeah. Yeah. Too many shots look like parody skits, like an SNL skit or something, where like like they've just mm-hmm. like the costume they've just put it on for the first time. Everything looks like so pristine and this and artificial on that like green screen set. It's so fucking fake cartoonish yeah and when i say cartoonish i don't mean in like the intended way that i think would work in a kind of it's another film that kind of in a way um, shares similarities as like scott pilgrim i think about like the, the fist fighting in the snow scene uh yeah in, uh, i was thinking about in that speed too. racer you know where uh-huh. of course it devolves into the, <laughs> there's not just like racing action sequences they're actually like fist fighting the whole family is getting involved and just using like uh-huh. the crazy visual effects, it it just works a lot better in something like Scott Pilgrim, where you know it, it feeds into like a, the the video game theme, the just implementing visual effects in a way that complements the story instead of mm-hmm. just like overwhelming you, just shoving colors everywhere, just motion all the time. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's really overbearing. If those visual effects weren't so dated, I might have enjoyed the film a little more. But yeah, yeah it's. You know, especially from like how I remembered it. I remembered it looking a little better. I think that's because I was a kid because that's maybe the best they could do at the time. But yeah, it doesn't hold up really today. Yeah, like people's expectations effects, for computer They just look like shit. Yeah, just yeah, definitely. They just look like shit. Yeah, I can't even say it's paying homage to anything. Like it just looks, yeah, like, it doesn't look like an anime. It just looks weird and bad, like way too <laughs> colorful. Yeah, you know, and there's no reason for most of these colors in the film. It's just because it feels like an anime. Like, that's the reason. I have no idea. <laughs> like, that's the justification for most things in this movie. It's, an, it's an anime. Like, it's some sort yeah. of weird test they're doing on humanity. Yeah. <laughs> that, that fucking, uh, that, that like segue chase scene with Spritel and like the monkey or whatever. Like, oh, the purple the buggy thing. Fuck yeah, I know was that going down. on there. <laughs> maybe, that yeah, maybe the so worst shot in crazy. the movie. That was, that was <laughs> atrocious looking. That was insane. Yeah, that looked like the Amazing Bulk. Oh, oh looked... in like the hallway? Yeah. Or... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That that does feel like the Amazing Bulk. I hated Bulk. those effects. Yeah. <laughs> I love that this was in a period in time, and I remember it very well, because uh, I worked at a the largest mall in Canada during <laughs> this time, when Segways were like starting to become a bit of a fad, and people were like selling oh, them yeah. at kiosks and shit, trying to... It was all just a big scam, really, trying to convince other people like, oh, this is what people will be using. Because this is a future thing. You don't have to... You blah, 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 blah. And like, 
All I'm thinking is just like, this will never, like, where do you put it when you're at your destination? It's so big and clunky and so <laughs> impractical. Like, it's huge. What are you going to do with it when you get to your destination? Now nobody uses them. Closest thing that people we, we have is like those hoverboards, which makes a bit more sense because you can just put it in your backpack or like the one wheel or something. Like, when you get to your destination, you don't have to worry about how you, where you put your fucking Segway. But yeah, I love I love that it just managed to sneak its way into this film because of it, uh, it being in 2008. Like, oh, there's this factory. Everyone has yeah. Segways. <laughs> okay. Because, that's, yeah, that's the future. Yeah. Unintentionally <laughs> dating it in the past by including that in the <laughs> yeah. movie. Yeah, just a, a bunch of interesting uh, creative choices here. Like, how did you feel about the... In the kind of intro sequence where uh, Speed races the Mario Kart-like ghost of his brother. Um, Kind of weird. It was an interesting choice. It was weird. Very video gamey. It's like trying to do like another lap in one of those racing (laughs) games and you see your ghost. You're like, oh, I want to beat my time. (laughs) Yeah. Well, like right at the end um, before the, the, the big kiss, the payoff kiss. The, the little kid oh, like yes. green screened in front so yeah that like, was lame. warning everybody it's like what you haven't done anything really like this in the previous <laughs> couple of hours it's strange that you're just throwing this in at the end but yeah this okay. one's for the kids who don't like cooties yeah yeah i just said out loud like that's not funny why is that there uh-huh i remember that part from when i first saw it, it was like yeah, yeah. it grinds everything to a anything. halt to make sure you mm-hmm. <laughs> engage with it mm-hmm. yeah yeah Christina Ricci's in the movie. I, like, yep. I totally forgot. Yeah, she was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everyone was terrible. I mean, yeah, the really. character was such like a non-part of the film. I felt like there's so many other characters and so much other shit going on. I felt like yeah, Speed Racer he's, he's was so like, barely in it. And that, <laughs> yeah. yeah, the actor really didn't bring anything to that part. Uh, I was trying to look up if he did anything like great after. It's not really a character movie. No, but even like the main character is such like a non-part of yeah. it. Yeah. Like, that was crazy to me. Which is, again, another reason to just cut out the fucking dialogue scenes, make a fan edit of just the racing scenes. You'll get like yeah, a, this yeah. weird like 40 minute movie or whatever. <laughs> but, like <laughs> it would be a better movie. Well, the actor who's uh, who's in this, he's also in Midnight in the Switchgrass with Bruce Willis. Oh wow! Well. Yeah, was... he's in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That's right. Hmm. Into the Wild. Yeah, he's been in. But that's like before um this, like after Speed Racer, killed it. To see if he like really did killed his career. Kinda. Well, he's in Lone Survivor. He's in Darkest Hour, which is bad. Uh, he's in Killer Joe. He's in Milk. Oh no, Milk is a uh, Milk is before. Or Milk is the same year. Yeah, I don't know. It's kind. It kind of feels like you know after this he didn't really do much. The Wachowski curse. In terms of being being the main being the main star anyway. I mean he's been in good movies once upon a time in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, also um Yeah, never mind. I was gonna make a claim and I fact checked it and it's not accurate. So never mind. Oh yeah. He's he's Jay Say Sabring or whatever. He's Sharon Tate's like other oh. husband or uh, boyfriend or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> husband boyfriend, yeah. That's right. He was in that. Okay. But yeah, aside from that, <laughs> like he hasn't done much, right? There's, there seem to be like a, a enough of people that consider this to be like a cult classic kind of movie. Like there's enough really? people that like this, yeah. apparently. I've heard about it. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen like this uh, one of this considered one of those. <laughs> I, I don't believe it. It's got well, a whole fan I, base. Here's how I can rationalize it. 
is it's very unique. Yeah. So if this uh-huh. is the type Amazing. of thing you like, you're not going to get it anywhere else because there's I there's not really another movie like it. So, but there are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not really, no. There are at this point. Not now like there's this. Turning Red and Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> no, those are so, completely no. different. The, the, these are. This is like such a bad movie. I feel like it's there's aged nothing so poorly that is this <laughs> level of overstimulating and wacky. Like that scene where where they're. Uh, I forget the environment they were driving. One of the racing scenes where the camera's just like super quick pan into like the other driver's seat and then back, whoop, whoop, like crank zoom kind of, but like sure, just done maybe digitally. During like the action scenes, like during the action sequences, sure, but most of the film, like. Oh, like, yeah, with, like, I, I can see why saying, someone would like, like it for the action scenes. Shot reverse shot. Yeah, just yeah. for the action scenes. If you ignore yeah, like, the other it. scenes. That's such a small, yeah, well, that's not a small part of the film, but that's a part of the film. There's all this other shit going on in this film that isn't interesting. Like I call agree. classic. All right, it's not. Yeah, and it looks really bad. Like <laughs> I, I feel like so many people, they're just like going off their memory of like the movie and not like actually just watching it now. Like if you watched it right now, you would be like, "Holy shit, this looks like fake as hell." It does. It looks fake. It's not. Convincing. Yeah, shockingly, it, it, it does. Yeah, two thousand nine. And you have again, we have Mad Max for your road. Like that has real cars in it, like real car chases. Like that's pretty stimulating. It's about as stimulating as you can get with real cars. I still think <laughs> that there are some admirable qualities to it. Not good qualities, but, but admirable uh-huh. in a sense because, like, you can really tell that they they were trying to do something crazy and unique and weird with this movie. You can really tell that they were like. Yeah, we're gonna make this fucking mm-hmm. piece of shit. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> it hadn't been done before, really, to this degree or that's, anything. That's like, kind of, that's a good attitude to have. Yeah, but... you you could tell that they were like really yeah. into it. I'm not sure if the tech was quite there yet. It's it's like if uh, it reminds me of like uh, when you hear about James Cameron talking about oh, I've wanted to make your Avatar for like so long. Like if he tried to make it in the nineties, like what it would have looked like, or mm-hmm, how it yeah. would come but this together. This came out in two thousand eight. Like, Avatar was the year after, right? It's like looks much better. True. Shit, yeah, I didn't even think about that. It's only a year between it. Yeah, like that same year is like I was thinking movies that came out that year that had great effects. Like Iron Man came out that year. Not as many effects, maybe, but it had a lot of effects, and like that that subtle approach worked for it. Like you don't need as many effects shots. Every mm-hmm. mo- every shot in this movie has like some kind of effect in it or something. Yeah, true. And it also has the crutch of like we're trying to look cartoony, therefore, <laughs> you know. Therefore, it doesn't have to look good. Yeah, yeah. Like weird transitions, I didn't like, and like green screen moments, I thought looked fake. Yeah, it just wasn't very convincing. Yeah, everything looks too clean, too polished, like you were saying. Um, th- it's too artificial. There's no like grit to it. Um, I think it like the original Star Wars, like much grittier and dirtier because they filmed in like real locations. I don't think there is a real location in this movie aside from like a couple sets, like wherever they were staying, like the house <laughs> or whatever, like just mm-hmm. some offices and like that's it. You know, like very minimal, like a lot of green screen. Those race sequences just have no tension to them unless you're like a kid. Because it's just like nothing yeah, zero at stake. It's just it's, a bunch of it's just a bunch of visual effects. It's just stimulating. Fake as fuck. I don't yeah. care about who wins the race. <laughs> I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It means nothing to me. Yeah, it seems like they were more interested in showing off the uh the sound effect of the, the main car when it jumped. That seemed like was that like an intentional reference to the show or something? They they were doing it too much mm. and that sound effect oh, was like too probably, specific. Yeah. 
Yeah. I, did, I, I guess none of us are Speed Racer like mega fans or anything. Yeah. So. <laughs> I think at the credits they were playing that theme song. Like that was the Speed Racer theme song, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know. It was know. like a, never... a pop song like thing at the end in the credits. That, yeah. It's like a modernized oh. version. Yeah, the, um, but the, the Michael yeah. Guccino, is that you say his name? I've never known <laughs> how you say his like Guccino. You know, Cappuccino? the guy who did like, Spider Man. I think it's Giacchino. I think, I think that's how you said it, the Spider Man video. Yeah. Um, but he did the soundtrack for this, and I mean, <laughs> yeah, he took the original theme and ran with it. But the music wasn't bad. There were some tiny elements of it that yeah, I liked. It was fine. It was all it needed to be. Yeah, it wasn't the worst part. Um, I'd like to direct your attention towards a link I posted in the chat. It's a YouTube video. It's like ten seconds long. It's called "He's Going Over That oh, Cliff." <laughs> oh, I might have seen this before. Yeah, can you click on that and just react <laughs> to it for me? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck! You sure that's not a clip from the movie? I wish there was more of that in the movie. <laughs> so if it's just ninety minutes of that, but as a movie, I'd be fine with it. I love that scream so much. <laughs> the microphone peaking. Uh, yeah. If you're listening to this podcast, please search up "He's Going Over That Cliff" on YouTube. Yeah, that's a real guttural. <laughs> <laughs> and just how quickly he says it after. Yeah, that's the extent of my knowledge with Speed Racer, basically. <laughs> yeah, that mine's clip. similar, just random clips. But I've seen that clip enough times. That's <laughs> probably a full episode's worth, so. Yeah, it's, uh... <gasps> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't think it really captures no. that. <laughs> yeah, nowhere close. Because that's entertaining. Yeah. I would have loved a kind of uh, dated style with this movie. I would have loved for it to capture more of like that era and have like a weird soundtrack that yeah. sounded like, you know, trumpets and dated orchestra stuff. It could have just been a short film. <laughs> it could have just been like a short film with yeah. like a bunch of car chases and then like, yeah, that's it. Like, because there's no story really here that yeah. needed to be told aside from that. Aside from the visuals, an expensive right? short film. Yeah, because the story here is just in service of visuals, <laughs> of of cool uh, CGI, which isn't that good looking even. Yeah, I wonder if this made money. I think it might have like broke even or something, or maybe a bit of flop. Let's see. Uh, yeah, I was always under the assumption it was a flop. Yeah, it didn't even. Okay, yeah, hundred twenty million dollar budget, and then Wikipedia lists the box office as ninety three point nine million. Oof. Mm. Is that the first Wachowski still flop? Went on to make... Is that the first one? Yeah. They still went on to make movies after, like, just because yeah. they directed The Matrix. Like, the Matrix? It's crazy. It you have, it. like, one, like, M. Night, M. Night Shyamalan, like, you have one success in your career. You can, like, just get by on that, I guess, for a long time. Yeah. Unbreakable was at least successful enough that it had made interest in the sequel sort of thing. But mm-hmm. that was good, too. Yeah, I like Cloud Atlas. Okay, I mean, Sixth Sense was successful. Also, no, it's not a perfect movie. I would like to watch. I would like to rewatch that one, Cloud Atlas. Maybe I won't uh-huh. like it as much now. Oh, so this was their first movie after the Matrix trilogy was finished. Yeah, unless you count V for Vendetta, which they didn't direct. Oh yeah, yeah, they, they, they produced, yeah they didn't yeah. direct I like that, that did movie they? too. That that's good. That's screenplay good by the yeah, Wachowskis really is movie. what it says. That's a good movie for sure. Yeah, I haven't seen that in forever. Uh huh. And I haven't seen Sense yeah, 8. Apparently, ambitious. people like that. So, oh yeah, that's a Netflix show. Yeah. How about Jupiter Ascending? Um, is it, oh, is I love this it. As it's, bad the, as that? it's really funny. 
Jupiter Ascending is at least funnier. Like, uh, there's parts of that movie I remember, like Eddie Redmayne's acting. Yeah. And um, <laughs> yeah, this is this is just like I don't know. It's just like chaotic, uh, crazy colors and shit. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't even remember anything about it. Yet. Jupiter Ascending is much more funny. Jupiter Ascending is like yeah, bad scenes in it that are really funny. Yeah, Jupiter Ascending um, is funny, but it's it's like failing at something different for different reasons. It's like trying to be like a epic space opera, whereas Speedos yeah. is just like kind of confusing, a confusing create creative endeavor all around. Yeah, to go Speed Race or Cloud Atlas, Jupiter Ascending, that is a interesting trilogy of films because Cloud Atlas is also incredibly ambitious, but that's based on one of those hard to adapt novels, like crazy ambitious novels, and it it doesn't come together from memory either. For, yeah. for like Tom Hanks, like playing, isn't he like playing all different like races or something different ages it's, there's all sorts of weird shit going uh, yeah on. everybody is in this weird asian face makeup it's yeah, kind it's of crazy like weird yeah. it, it feels inappropriate yeah, it's, been, it's been a while i haven't seen it <laughs> yeah. since 2012 it's, it's but a weird <laughs> i movie. remember that it's so bizarre yeah <laughs> yeah they, everybody did asian face <laughs> it was very strange yeah yeah wachowski's geez i mean <laughs> i guess i've seen them all now except uh sense eight and I guess their first film, Bound, which would be an interesting one to check out, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, interesting selection of movies, for sure. All over the place. All of them pretty ambitious, though. I'll give them that. True. Yeah, you got to have some respect for them just being fucking crazy. They ne- yeah, they never got, like, lazy or anything like that. Yeah, it's always <laughs> just nutty and out there, which is what you want. So you stupid. They have so many bad movies. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> yeah. They don't have the best track record. Like the Matrix sequels aren't great. Their even their bad movies are always kind of a fun train wreck, you know. Except that the new Matrix yeah, one, always interesting, which was joyless, that was really boring. <laughs> yeah. But you know, this is kind of joyless for me too. Like I was really losing interest in it. And like I remember liking it as a kid, kind of. But who gives a shit? I was a stupid kid. Like this is just a <laughs> bunch of fucking boring scenes with colors and like nothing is fucking happening. I mm-hmm. like literally nothing interesting happened the whole fucking movie (laughs) most of this film was joyless but i did like you know every once in a while i'd be like what the fuck and just have i like have experiencing that what the fuck moment yeah like what is what is what are you doing like like on the screen right now (laughs) those are fun yeah but that's more meta i think yeah this could have been a fine short film i just cut it down to five minutes just a bunch of colors and yeah, five minute short film. And people would have loved it. I'm with you. Yeah. <laughs> That's it, yeah. Just like a three episodes, twenty minutes each. Like some uh-huh. stupid mini series thing. That would have been the approach. Cause... Imagine watching this movie on like two times speed. Like how, oh how my crazy. god. <laughs> yeah. You would you would get ahead. Yeah, you, I wouldn't it would vomit. be difficult to tell what's going on. <laughs> yeah. It would be it would be impossible. I don't think you can blur. watch it in 3D. I think it would be too much for your brain to handle. Yeah, this is if it's too much. if someone were ever to discover that they have epilepsy, <laughs> this might be a film that triggers. Them. Give yeah. you epilepsy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like a. I didn't expect to be reminded of like a Gaspar Noé movie. Like watching this, with like the flash. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting comparison. Oh, and this, just the the final blast from the past kind of thing you're saying about with like aging it with the segue and stuff. Oh yeah, uh, Matthew Fox just being in there, just uh-huh. like just made me think about like Lost being the equivalent of like it was basically the Game of Thrones of like that kind of era, which is all a bunch of the actors from it just would 
showing up in that time, even if it wasn't necessarily like because True. of their acting ability or anything. It's just because they were in the biggest show at yeah. the time. Flavor so. of the week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I didn't think anyone was particularly good in the movie. John Goodman, I didn't think was good. Well, he's a good man. Susan Sarandon, I didn't think was good either. No. Nobody nobody nailed it. Nobody hit it out of the park. It's that dialogue, <laughs> that script. Like, it's what you're supposed to do with. they got nothing to work with. Yeah, they're just not good. Oh, I saw the film Vantage Point. That's why I recognized Matthew Fox. I didn't see much else. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, that was a bad movie. Oh, dear. That fucking monkey and, and the kid were really annoying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, I don't understand. Yeah. That was a weird, like, constant comedic relief kind of shit that was just didn't need yeah. to be in there. It's just thrown in there for kids. Like, this is a kid's movie, I guess. So it's just throwing a kid he, he, and he, a monkey. He. Monkey, fun, fun. Well, yeah, I assumed it was like a, a reference to the cartoon. It seemed like, oh, I guess there's a monkey. Oh, yeah, I just went on the speed race of Wiki, Chim Chim. The, I guess it's like a thing in the cartoon, so they had to have Chim Chim in there. Otherwise, it wouldn't have been a speed racer movie. And there was like some allegations of like some ch- like chimp mis- mishandling. Yeah. I think if there's an animal in a movie, they're probably being <laughs> abused. Yeah. Yeah, there's a US Today article. This is the headline. PETA not monkeying around with Speed Racer. Ah, uh, shit. Yeah, so apparently allegations that the chimp was beaten. Holy shit. Yeah. I par- I partly thought that's why you recommended it, Adam, because you maybe wanted to talk about this. But yeah, oh, like, no. apparently there's like some animal cruelty <laughs> behind the film, behind the scenes of this movie. Like, and that was kind of bizarre, like, because I had heard about that, like, I guess in between my viewings yeah, <laughs> and yeah. like watching it this time, it's such like a fun, like lighthearted film and like everyone's smiling. Like I was thinking at the end when like Speed Racer wins, everyone's cheering, but like just the behind the scenes of this film was like an animal getting abused. I was like, oh my God, like, yeah. this is so That's fucking, Hollywood for you. it's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the whole fucking city is like. <laughs> it's depressing behind the scenes. Yeah. Real, <laughs> the fucking Hollywood, the LA is just a gigantic facade. So, yeah, it's like really disturbing to like read about, especially yeah. for this kind of movie. Watching it and it being so yeah, it's really sad. Yeah, and I don't think the chimp really added much to the movie. Like, it wasn't funny. No, with all that CG, like, come on, just just CG the ape at that point. Just do a cartoon, and then you don't have to like abuse a real chimp. At this just point, fine. right? <laughs> yeah, everything else is a cartoon. Just make the chimp chimp a cartoon. Yeah, and like I usually say, like get a real animal, but like that's for like a dog or like some animal you can train. Like maybe a chimp <laughs> is low. like that's a little hard for a chimp. I can't think of that in like any other film hmm. um, that I've seen anyway. Yeah, I guess the chimp CG wasn't quite there yet. Yeah, I guess yeah. The the segue scene, CG, that was perfected. (laughs) I think of Roar. I think of Hangover Two. There was like a monkey. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Never like a chimp. Yeah, it's so strange. Well, um, I'm giving this one a four out of ten. It's uh, ambitious and admirable in some senses. It doesn't fucking work. It's unique and bizarre, overstimulating. Not for me kind of dumb piece of shit but it's i I like that they're crazy so (laughs) dumb piece of shit that's like the best (laughs) best way to describe it dumb piece of shit yeah i was i was anticipating to be the one um like harshest on this but i actually think i like it the most out of us too just for the humor just for the i i do appreciate that over the top nature of it and 
there's just it, it is unique. You're not going to find this experience from anything else. What you t- a modern a 2008 adaptation of Speed Racer. Like okay, it's it's just like so specific, so random, so many bizarre creative decisions. I, I I was I was intrigued and interested, but as far as the rating is concerned, I'm gonna give it two and a half star. Down the middle, it's <laughs> you should at least watch it once if you don't mind getting a headache. Yeah, I don't know. Intriguing, sure. Like the the attempt is intriguing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think there's better movies that have done this since, like Mad Max, like all the movies we mentioned, Mad Max, Scott Pilgrim. That I didn't, I like I I. I didn't make excuses for it this time seeing it. Like, yeah, I've liked it as a kid, but like this time it's been so long. Like I didn't even rate it on Letterboxd. It's been so long since I'd seen it. And yeah, I did not enjoy it. It's just like really hollow. And yeah, way too much. Just way too many shots, way too much CGI and colorfulness and it's just obnoxious. <laughs> um yeah. probably like a, a three out of ten. Or four out of ten. Somewhere like that. You know, I'm gonna go four out of ten. I'll go I'll go with Adam. Four out of ten, or okay. two out of five. Mm-hmm. That's my rating. Dank. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad we finally saw it. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, the curiosity is now quenched. Yeah, yeah. I am. I am no longer curious about Speed Racer. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't want to go back and well, you, do, you could go back and watch all the old series like with Kimber. You don't no. want to do that. I think I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. This never really made me want to visit Speed Racer. Yeah, like which I think was no. The if anything, it just made me confused did. as to like, so what? What was it about Speed Racer that really inspired you? The sound effect of the car jumping? Is that was it? The theme? Is that what sold you on it? Like what part of this? The, the design of the car? Like okay, <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, who fucking knows? <laughs> who fucking knows? <laughs> uh, it'd be interesting to see some like behind the scenes of the Wachowski is talking about it actually yeah there's probably an interesting commentary if there is one on the yeah. Blu-ray or something alright it's uh, question time now okay let's do some questions from the Sardonicast community if you want to leave your own questions for us to answer in the future head over to the subreddit where there's a suggestion thread you can ask us whatever you feel like just like okay negotiation 3396 um, did um, they've got a they got an interesting one of a fairly a deep one here saying as critics what do you think about ego's speech at the end of Ratatouille especially the part where he says but the bitter truth we critics must face is that in the grand scheme of things the average piece of junk is more meaningful than our criticism designating it so what do we think it's one of my favorite parts of that movie it's a brilliant speech from the yeah. critic character towards the end yeah I relate with it Meaning is subjective. It's, you know, you give meaning to whatever you decide to give meaning, really. So it can be true for some people and not true for others. I Mm. think that creating art is, you know, something that is, I guess, (laughs) I'm not going to say inherently positive because there's a lot of pieces of art that I do not find to be positive, but something that I personally Mm. value. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, expressing yourself, whatever. Exactly. As far as the, what the scene is trying to say. I like how it's it's kind of like reminding the critic. It's like to to remind yourself that maybe there isn't some some level of like objectivity to all of this because that's what wins him over, isn't it? It's, a, it's the emotion, the nostalgia of eating that meal that reminds him of his childhood, and it's it's grounding for him. It brings him back, and yeah, 
kind of brings up his strengths and weaknesses like as a person you gotta always remember that when if you're in that kind of position like that character is i think also it's important to remember the perspective of like no matter how hard anyone including myself shits on a movie or any piece of art in terms of criticism that's just i'm just relating my experience with it right and nothing mm-hmm. I say about a film or any other piece of art should prevent someone who loves it from enjoying it. Um, yeah. So, like, anybody can say, Adam, The Holy Mountain's a piece of shit. That doesn't stop me from enjoying it, right? Like, and it's, especially when you break it down into the creator of said piece of art. Like, if it really means something to them, you can't take that away from them. Like, it doesn't matter what somebody thinks of my album. I didn't make it for other people. I made it for myself, right? So... In that sense, yeah, like it's it's entirely true. Like the the words of a critic can't really diminish what art means to the person that it's made for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's also um, not to say that criticism cannot be its own form of art and expression. Of course, like on the inverse, because I think yeah, especially with how like nebulous it is now with. With with social media, with YouTube, like it's it kind of means something else. It can mean something more personal, or you know, the stuff you find on YouTube is different to like a a Mark Commode review in like The Guardian. You know, it's mm-hmm. dealing with different, less like definitive uh, structures. Yeah, like if you're following a critic, whether it's Mark Kermode or a YouTuber, like you're following a personality. You know, mm-hmm. you're following someone's someone's journey and experience through different pieces of art and how it communicates with them and you're learning more about the person you know it should be about the well in my perspective it's always been about the person and not as much about you know like creating some sort of like objective standard for people to adhere to about a piece of art mm-hmm. yeah i'm with you mm-hmm. yeah i don't have much else to, to add to that <laughs> so we can move on to the next okay. question Okay. Yeah. Iron Fist Ben has one for us. Are movie tie-in video games dead? What movies, recent or not, do each of you think would spawn a great video game adaptation? Oh, do you guys remember these? Oh like, yeah, that uh, used to do. Finding that used Nemo, to happen all the like, time. Spin- yeah, like every movie would have like a made in three, like literally yeah. like four months. Like some poor dev team like under Activision <laughs> shit out like a, you know, yeah. like a tie-in. That game. was. I think maybe that was just because people like what what was it called like window shopped or whatever like you browse the aisle yeah but now mm-hmm. nobody does whatever the cover stores was. anymore so you can't just be like oh they made a ratatouille game like yeah, sure they yeah. can advertise like it for should, people but there probably is a ratatouille game i guarantee like, you there's I, I a ratatouille want, like, game I, I love movie tie-in games like yeah. I, I love them i play them like on, on emulators yeah. i finally whatever. beat like, the thing by the way even if they suck Oh, you did? Did you yeah. like oh, cool. the ending? It was <laughs> it was uh, very difficult to beat, and what they expected out of the player was borderline unreasonable. Sure. But um, I still enjoyed <laughs> it for what it was. Um, yeah, how I'm long gonna, did it take? The whole thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna spoil to this, by the way. So spoilers for the thing game. I'm sure you two okay. don't care, but just yeah, for the audience, yeah, I don't care. Because, um, Kurt Russell shows back up at the end and saves the main character in a helicopter. <laughs> Oh, for what? Kurt Russell's character, anyway, <laughs> they, they like, give you the answer. Fuck. Yeah, yeah, which is really funny. Um, I mean, like early on in the game, you see a dead body that's clearly supposed to be a child, or uh, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so then, yeah, they 
they just reveal like oh okay and what's funny about that is like i That's love funny. how open-ended we were all talking about the thing recently which is why i started playing <laughs> this uh we all love how open-ended the the ending is of the original film and how interpretable it is and so uh it's funny it's funny that uh john carpenter himself uh had such glowing things to say about the video game uh and he says he considers it to be like the official sequel and so John Carpenter considers that, like, I guess the canon ending, which is funny. There's a lot of dumb bullshit that happens in the video <laughs> game, but he's one. Um, he's like vocal on Twitter about like video games he likes and stuff. I swear, I saw him like tweeting about Halo oh, or yeah? Infinite or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's wacky to see that. Let's see if I can find the quote. It's uh, yeah, here we are. The quote on the back of the uh, Xbox case. This is one intense action slash horror game. You gotta play this one, man. It'll blast you against the wall. Quote from John Carpenter. Does it really say you gotta play this one, man? <laughs> Which is, is really funny. Just, is it phrased exactly? <laughs> yeah. It literally says, you gotta play this one, comma, man, dash, it'll blast you against Whoa, the wall. A very candid John quote, Carpenter. but I like it. <laughs> this thing I'm making money off of, you'll love it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Uh yeah, movie tie-in game. What was yeah, the question? Go, what Just what it? we uh, think about. Oh, movie? Yeah. oh yeah, if there's a if there's a game yeah. that could be released of a if movie. Movies, yeah. Any movies yeah, like you want made movie. into games? Like I have so many great ideas. I would get way more creative with it too. Like I don't just want like like um, Disney movies. I want like I don't know. This is Spinal Tap or like horrible bosses, like crazy. Like make oh, one just of my something movies, weird like, and meta. Lover the game. Yeah, like King Candy the game. Just like crazy. No, just like really difficult concepts to yeah. like do. I think I like told you there was supposed game, to be like, an Antichrist PC like game. Like space. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like Antichrist. Like make yeah. that into a game. Yeah, like well, yeah, all these you really could do like. Um, I don't know why there isn't a market for it anymore. What flashes into my mind is like like you could do something cool with like the lighthouse. You could do like a horror game. It's like the same day repeating. You do hell yeah, <laughs> point and yeah. click, some shit like that. Yeah, I would just make every movie into a game. I would just take yeah. every movie. Every movie, I, I was just it's enjoy it. Yeah, I would enjoy that, even if it's like short. There was a movie I saw in theaters. I think it was called Uncharted. That w- that could make a oh, cool yeah. game. <laughs> yeah, there's loads of <laughs> room the to a whole trilogy. Yeah, whole quadrilogy. Yeah, maybe change around the actors. <laughs> Are there any others that you've played? Like oh, any other game, movie tying games? Movies? Hell yeah! I've I've been trying to do more of those. I'll keep buying all these shitty looking ones. Because people watch that on my channel because I'm the movie guy and I have a gaming channel. So it's like, okay, some people are going to watch. Yeah, if it, there's a movie title, then more people are going to be clicking on it. I played the Reservoir Dogs one. <laughs> it was really funny and dumb. It was really. It yeah, was, like that's that's the kind of thing I want. Yeah. yeah like I'm going to play that. Recommend, right now, but... Yeah, I'll recommend the Reservoir Dogs <laughs> game to you. It's silly <laughs> and funny. Yeah. Some good connect yeah. games if you want movie times. <laughs> <laughs> oh hell yeah i bought a bunch of really shitty ones uh, i haven't played them yet i'll do that i want to play that sopranos the sopranos game you know, oh that yeah, yeah. Sopranos i bought that game. one i, I haven't play played it yet <laughs> oh okay yeah i've heard of it yeah there it really was kind of like a specific generation again around like 2008 mm-hmm. or whatever <laughs> where it's like everything has a game yeah i don't know why it stopped you know, um, like it. there were a lot of Hulk games because like oh, whenever yeah. a Hulk movie would come out. Oh, the Ultimate yeah, Destruction, so. yeah. How yeah, that was good. I've played a few of those. There's yeah, a good. fuck ton of they're, Spider-Man They're better games. than the movies because it's yeah, like fun playing as the Hulk. It, yeah. Well, it's fun playing as the Hulk because you get to destroy shit. Like you blow up buildings or whatever. Like that's fun, yeah. And the Spider-Man ones are good. Yeah, we'll see. I have I have sitting next to me right now and I haven't played it. Um, 
Barnyard, that Nickelodeon film. A <laughs> I've played yeah, that. I've played that. Oh, yeah, 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 I've played that a lot. Jesus. It's an open world game. So yeah, I've put hours yeah. into that when, as a kid. <laughs> Way too much. <laughs> you could ride around as a bike or as in on a bicycle, like oh, as a cow. <laughs> I have Barnyard Nightmare Before Christmas. Season. Oogie's Ugh. Revenge. I haven't <laughs> I played that, that yet. Avatar: The Game is apparently not bad at all. And I think yeah, we're getting no, a sequel to the game like before the sequel to the movie's out. Really? I played some of that. I, I yeah. believe that's the happening. Articles yeah. are starting to ramp up for Avatar 2. I'm starting to see them more. I'm talking about, oh, they're underwater and it's we're really nailing the effects and everything this time. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't care. Just fucking release it. <laughs> I know. It's like, oh my God. <laughs> don't even release a trailer. Just fucking get it out already. <laughs> yeah, just put it out on Disney Plus. <laughs> shit. If the, trailers, if the trailer for the new Avatar is not in 4K, I'm going to be so mad. <laughs> Nobody ever releases trailers in 4K. Yeah, that'd be funny. Because they don't want you to see the unfinished effects they're still working on. Mm-hmm. Oh, I played the Saw games. Those are really silly. Oh, yeah. I played those too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Speaking of Lost, I played the Lost game a little bit. Mm. It's like on Xbox 60. That was game. weird and bad. Yeah. <laughs> I remember like the PS2 like movie tying games. They'd have like clips of the movie in it as like a reward for like finishing a level. And then it would like play oh, yeah. like 20 mm-hmm. seconds of the movie. They filmed like new live that. action scenes for the Enter the Matrix game. There's like mm. live action well, scenes oh, really? with like some of the side characters. I think like Niobe and someone else in the 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 Enter the Matrix game. Yeah, there's live action scenes that I think the Wachowskis filmed. I saw the like YouTube video of them showing off that like Unreal technology, but I, I didn't quite understand like what what the product was or what they were trying to like. I think it was just a tech it. demo. I guess it wasn't oh, okay. a video game. I thought it was the other time I mentioned it. I have no idea what that was about. Whatever. Okay. So I cast it on as one for us. Do you guys own any house plants? And if so, how often do they die? Uh, my mom has made many attempts to get me to care for a plant, <laughs> and they have all been unsuccessful. I apologize. Uh, it's not my thing. I've been trying to get into it more and more. I, I got into it around. Um... First lockdown was when I first realized I didn't have enough plants around me. Yeah, it's, it's fine. It's but like, I'm pretty shit at it. I've had a few die on me. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I'm bad at it. Do you like house plants, Ralph? I've, yeah, Purify I don't that, really pay uh, much attention. I'm a good dog owner, not a good plant owner. I think. <laughs> Both are no. just too much time and effort for me. I don't think I have any plants. I don't like, yeah, I'm not interested in like a pet or a plant. Mm-hmm. Like, fuck. Yeah. There's something like hobbity about it, therapeutic about it. It's quite nice. I yeah, get it. I'm I not totally trying to knock it. on people yeah. that like it. But... <laughs> Both like, I get it. I just, yeah, I, I have so many other things going on that I'm like, I'll have a moment of like, oh, fuck, I haven't watered the plant in a year. <laughs> so like, just, time just, you know, I get real synecdoche about it and... uh Sure. Things die. By the time I notice, it's too late. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You could have your little synecdoche, like Zen Garden. Yeah, like a little replica like, of yours. <laughs> yeah. Maybe in my 40s, I'll take care of a plant. <laughs> We're only 10 years okay. away. Nine years almost. Just over nine years away from my 40s. Fuck. Whatever. Akamani56 says, I recall Adam and Alex saying they enjoyed season one of Euphoria. How did you guys feel about season two? Have you uh, checked out season two yet, Adam? Um, I've checked out about half of season two. I was watching a bunch of oh, episodes like 
long distance with my boyfriend and um we were oh, just yeah, like yeah. syncing the start of it and then i got pretty busy and now he's coming over and i feel like i'll probably finish the rest of it at some point this week so because he'll be in town oh, okay well, i finished it but i'm curious what your thoughts are that far through it it doesn't i mean i i think season one felt like it had more, more of like a narrative yeah like it was a bit what more well structured as a whole from what i could tell yeah definitely season two seems to be just like oh we're just still going and we're just creating things in this universe but it, it doesn't have as much of a through line from what i understand i'm still enjoying it though i like the tone i like the way it's shot i like characters in it it's got a good energy so yeah it's not terrible or anything i'm i'm enjoying there are a couple it. really standout episodes yeah um but yeah it was okay. Mm-hmm. It's uh, I'm I'm kind of with you. I won't yeah. spoil anything, but yeah, it's it's not like the first season. I haven't abandoned it yet. We'll see how it goes. Okay, let's do this one then. From unashamedly amateur, are there any films considered to be cult classics that you don't get on with, or get how or why they gained the cult following to begin with? Speed Racer. Is <laughs> 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 that even count? Like, I... I'd say it counts. Yeah. Speed Race is a good answer, but what do you guys think? Any S. Craig Zoller film who directed Bone Tomahawk, Brawl in Cell Block 99. Oh, yeah. yeah, there's people that love his films. I just, well, they're not good for me. Really not into them. The one that's always bothered me is that I stumbled across like the Sucker Punch fan base once. Oh, yeah. Because I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't believe. I didn't want to believe it was real. Because <laughs> I, I, it was, it wasn't like a big movie. I remember it kind of flopping at the time. It was before like the R-rated like movies like that were it's crazy successful, the big comic book type shit. But man, that's one where <laughs> that's one I just cannot get behind. Where like, I try, I try my best mm-hmm. to try and see like every angle, everyone's perspective on things. But Sucker Bunch is one where I'm like, I just. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how you can <laughs> come up with arguments for this one. This is uh... that movie sucks. Yeah, yeah. Nothing yeah. deeming like about a... it, basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like a thirteen-year-old <laughs> yeah. like it's awful. dream. Yeah, yeah. They, they're just like I like chicks shooting robots. It's so cool. Yeah. And the yeah, that's the only reason you're telling you it's cool right now. That's yeah. uh, I swear that was where the the Zack Snyder. Like cover song thing really just oh yeah control. Uh-huh. oh uh-huh. I fucking hate that yeah <laughs> I think I've seen that. Yeah, yeah I hate the the use of covers yeah that movie has some of the worst music yeah, covers maybe one of the worst soundtracks yeah yeah, yeah like ever <laughs> like of all time yeah it's pretty bad. yeah yeah there's a there's a bunch of movies I don't connect with a bunch of movies that uh, people uh, are like Adam you got to check out this one and then they get disappointed when I don't feel the same. Some of those are cult movies. I'm curious on your guys' thoughts on this one from Big Boss Man 538. What's your opinion on longer YouTube videos? Do you think it comes to a point where long is too long? I think it's fine. I see people complain about long videos, and then the videos get millions of views. So I'm like, as long as it's getting views and people like yeah. it, then fucking who gives a shit how long it's in, how long yeah, it is? Yeah, I'm in the camp of, five um, hours long. Yeah, just do whatever it needs to be. Short videos do well too. Yeah, I mm-hmm. see short videos get millions of views too. Like, like Critical's videos get millions of views. They're short. Like, you know, who fucking gives a shit? <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not opposed. 
you know, a lot of my multi-part series are long. There's a lot of long content that I make. There's short content that I make. I make all kind of content. I've made longer content. So. I've made content that's like 55 minutes long. I've made movies that are like yeah. 90 minutes, but like that's, or, you know, 80 minutes. I try movies, to but... make things as long as they need to be for the subject matter that I'm covering and how much I have to say about it. If mm-hmm. I have a lot to say about something, it's going to be long. Make things as long as you want. <laughs> as long as you want it to be. <laughs> as long as you feel it needs to be. Yeah. That's, that's I feel, the way. I think also, about it. just a little uh, shower thought here, I think longer content winds up getting more views because some people will click on them, watch parts, and then come click on it again mm. later when they return to it. And that probably counts as yeah, two views. Yeah. So it's like the more times someone returns to the same video, the more that like that might boost it in the algorithm yeah, in a way. Some of these videos, these reviews are like three plus hours long, you know, like, yeah, you're going to be returning to that video. Some of these reviews are like eight hours long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think there's a lot of reasons. I, yeah, I think there's like a lot of ads in them too. You can put more ads in the in the mm. video because it's longer there's also like i think people put it on to help them go to sleep or they put it on like before they go to sleep like they watch it at night like on tv yeah or... it does better in the algorithm depending on the type of content honestly. you can watch it on your laptop or on your tv but like i used to do that even with just movies or shows yeah so people just watch it like that i think people do that too yeah and when the point where long is too long is just case by case type basis both mm-hmm. a, a 10 second review is just as valid to me as an eight hour one on youtube yeah sure. a video can be too long if it's filler like if well that's, that's yeah, not even a problem you, you can have good. a short yeah. video that's filler i was about to say yeah like that's yeah, the problem exactly. isn't even the length it's it's how much of it is filler right it's how uh-huh. concise you're being with your information and your time which yeah the video doesn't need to be long to do that that's a separate issue yeah yeah that's not to say brevity is not what we should also be striving for but sometimes Sometimes yeah. you need the time. Sometimes you need to <laughs> just the real estate to make yeah. as many points as possible. There's a there's yeah. more wrong with The Lion King 2019 than any other movie. <laughs> yeah, well, that, yeah, that's one of like the rabbit hole examples, which is like, oh my god, the spiral. How deep does this go? <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of information in my Kimba video. There was a lot to mm-hmm. cover there. There's not. It had to be done that way. So, okay, but this one from. Uh... DHMO Protection Agency. Do you think we'll ever see someone make a feature film machinima, aka a film made using the tech provided in video games? So this this is like a very 2008 a cool kind of idea. centered episode. I like that idea. Yeah, I feel like we were just talking about the Unreal like technology with the Matrix. Uh, surely it will just be a viable like theoretically at some point. I mean, to... I, we, depending on how we define it, it's already happened. It's literally already. There was a film True. at Sundance <laughs> this year that I didn't watch because it didn't seem interesting called I Met My Girlfriend in VR or something. And it was filmed in VR chat with the VR chat cameras and oh. just everybody. And it wasn't like scripted. It was documentary format. And so it's like, okay, well, we want to call it that. The Red versus Blue uh, web series that I've talked about before I watch those seasons as if they are feature films. Like they didn't make it to theaters or anything, but a lot of them flow like it. Like they they turn out to be like ninety minute seasons, and they have a continuing storyline. They you know there's a climax. You know mm. it's like oh this might as well be a film. It was just released episodically beforehand. So I think we've already hit that point. I don't think that this is something that hasn't happened yet. I guess depending on how you define it. Yeah, I guess it does define. Mm-hmm. Well, it depends on the definition because like with Red versus Blue. 
it, it, they started getting quite the production got quite high, didn't it? Like they had all the like custom animations yeah. coming in. They mm-hmm. didn't just use like the forge. They could do like a red versus blue movie. <laughs> yeah, I would. I would be interested in that at least. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think it's it's kind of. There's lots of different utilities you can kind of get out of like game software just for you see it with all these Disney Plus shows they're just going crazy with the dome with the these CG environments using Unreal technology just to generate like hills in the background and have realistic lighting in the dome. Maybe that's more of a like short-term instant use of um, video game engines and whatnot and mm-hmm. tech. All right, one more question. Okay, then let's end on. Uh, this one you can answer, Adam, from Swampy13. Hey, Adam, I'm going to be in Vancouver for the summer for an internship. Any good restaurants or must-visit places while I'm in the area? Depending on what kind of vibe you want, there's like a really good bang-for-your-buck sushi called uh, Samurai on Davy, and uh, their portions are gigantic, and it's really good. Definitely get some sashimi while you're here especially from that place. Mm. They're going to be huge pieces and really good quality uh, fish, especially if you're, you're not used to like living near water or anything. Yeah, get a bunch of seafood. There's a bunch of ramen places. What I do whenever I'm in a city looking for good food, and this has been pretty fucking foolproof for me, is I don't mm. use Yelp because that's a bullshit website that blackmails people and gives false information. But I use Google reviews, which also can be manipulated. But in terms of how I use it, I think it's pretty foolproof. And I've discovered many great restaurants this way. I'll go and I'll be like, okay, within an area, I'll just search the word restaurant or something. And then I'll see all these different things pop up. I'll click on them individually. I'll see what the ratings are. And I'll see how many ratings there are. So a five-star rating, if there's only Mm -hmm. like a couple hundred people that have rated on it, I don't really trust that that much. But if there's a restaurant that has like... 600 plus like there's some that have like thousands and it's all like you know 4.5 or higher then you can pretty much guarantee that that's like a pretty good rest like that you know there's enough people rating it that highly and i found a lot of great restaurants just by doing that yeah there's um yeah bunch of bunch of great stuff let me check my list again i to give another specific thing just give me one second google maps makes traveling just so much easier it does. How did anyone like find any like cool restaurants in the eighties and whatnot? I guess just word of mouth. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> such a different time. Oh yeah, Duffin's Donuts is just such a stupid Vancouver staple. You got to go there like in the middle of the night after you the bars are closed, and it's just a bunch of drunk people. <laughs> like it's a, it's a donut place, but they've also got like a gigantic menu of like. Chinese food and like sandwiches and fried chicken. It's uh, just so stupid, but it's it's funny. St. <laughs> Augustine's is like right next to the Sky Train. You know, they have really good, uh, surprisingly good individual pizzas, good beer selection there too. And their mac and cheese croquettes are delicious. You should try those. If you're not from Canada, maybe get some poutine. They have some options at Belgian fries. Poutine. Yeah. Yep. Obligated. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good poutine. Shit ton of great food in Vancouver. And if you ever head out to Victoria, so if you take the ferry and go to the island, go to Hank's A Restaurant. That might be my favorite restaurant. They're insane. And get like the taster platter. The menu changes all the time. They use crazy good ingredients, great cocktails. Yeah. I'm kind of a I'm kind of a foodie. 
as Alex would attest to since he visited me. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. So yeah. much good fucking food there. Yeah, Vancouver's the spot for good food. Cool. All right, I guess that about does it. And um, oh, yeah. it is Ralph's That's turn it? to recommend a film. Uh, so I guess my next recommendation. What have you got for us? I'm going to do, I've never seen this movie. I'm going to do Geely. Oh my God, I haven't seen it either, but I know it's notorious. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I remember when I was young enough that I was like on the radio, listening to the radio, that people were talking mm. about how bad it was <laughs> on the radio. <laughs> how do you say it? It's like Jiggly again, or how yeah. how do you spell yeah. that? What's the title I think again? it's Geely. G-I-G-L-I. G- with Ben Affleck <laughs> and Jennifer Lowe. Jen Jalen. Oh, this one. Yeah, I've always ah yeah. Jennifer yeah, yeah. I've always seen that poster and 2. been like, what the fuck is this? rating on IMDb. That's pretty fucking cool. One point two. Okay, wow. <laughs> on uh, Letterbox. Cool. I'm hyped. Martin Breast. Cool. Never seen awesome. it. Kind of curious. Perfect. Thank you. I've never seen it either. Yeah. Wrap up my trilogy of garbage I've been recommending recently. It's mm. <laughs> <laughs> great. Um, cool. All right. So if you don't want to be spoiled for. J- jiggly, <laughs> G- jiggly. I always heard it was like giggly, as in like giggling. Yeah, well, I think, I think it's Geely. Yeah, really? I th- I've heard it. G- I've Gila. heard it pronounced Geely. Who knows? Directed by Martin okay. Breast. If you don't want to be spoiled, listen, uh, watch it before the next episode. Uh, these episodes uh, are released publicly every two weeks. You can listen to them early by going to sardonicast.com, signing up for premium, two dollars a month. You can get these episodes early as they're edited. Also, Patreon.com/sardonicast. Also, we got March. Uh, merch? Did I say March first? I tried to say merch. We got merch. So much. Check it yeah, out in the... Well, we, we recorded in this in March, but this will be out in April. We got merch. Check it out in the link in the description. And uh, send us some fan art. Sardonicast subreddit, Sardonicast Twitter, hashtag Sardonicast fan art. And we will include it at the beginning of the YouTube videos. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Bye-bye. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Shrek. Bye. Take care. Bye.